0: What's up nation Yeah, well, we live like 95 let's go Appreciate everybody for uh, tuning in. Thank you guys for your patience. Thank you guys for being part of the thing. Let me see if I can. All right. So, <clears throat> with everything being said, I really appreciate each and every last one of you guys for being part of this thing. This is the thing. And I hope that you guys are understanding that this is not me hating on Scott hand This is not me. Saying that we got to move on from Scott Lanahan, but it's apparently so that Scott Lanahan will be here, and I do know that uh, we, we hear the noise of uh, of Jason Garrett and and uh, Stephen Jones and even uh, the Big Boss jerry jones he's saying that hold up <laughs> nothing has been uh confirmed nor denied so it, it's it's one of those things man <laughs> let's just face it scott hand is here the scott lenahan era is still here so what we're going to have to look at is at, at this draft uh i, I looked at a uh, uh, several players that you guys mentioned. Like the Irv Smith, I like him. I like his skill set. I heard a lot of people say, hold on, Law. We don't need a tight end. We comfortable with Rico. We comfortable with Schultz. We comfortable with Blake Jarwin. We comfortable with Swine, which is cool. Tight end by committee, right? Tight end by committee. But uh, this is the other thing. This is the other caveat to the puzzle. Uh, Remember we had the wide receivers by committee? And then when we got Amari Cooper It opened up the woodshed. It opened up everything. Not saying that uh, Gallup never would have been able to blossom. Not saying that Alan Hearns would never be able to blossom. But the uh, talk track was... How can we fully evaluate Dak Prescott if we don't have a go-to guy? And I do know that we fell on the sword when we said, okay, maybe if you get rid of Desmond Bryan, maybe that's the issue. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the scenario that we need to figure out, you know, but just, just like of the old, the team had to get rid of Terrell Owens in order for Tony Romo to blossom. That's facts, right? So, in order to evaluate or, or in order to really look at who Dak Prescott is, can one can argue that maybe just maybe we have to get rid of Scott Lennan, maybe bring in a quarterback coach, maybe bring in an offensive coordinator that can be better suited for the young quarterback. But I digress. It's not happening. <laughs> it's just not happening. So what we're going to have to look at everything like this right here. This draft. This draft can mean so much for this young team, meaning that we already know that we got one ace in the hole, right? <laughs> we got one ace in a hole and that's Will McClay. We already know this his when he goes out there and make those picks, normally he hits right on the money. So we can bank on one fact that Will McClay is clutch as it relates to talent evaluation, as it relates to talent lookups and things like that, and finding the uh, the, the the player that we have yet to see and say all all of a sudden, oh, wow, <laughs> maybe they are onto to something right here. Maybe they are on to something right here. But what I'm trying to say, B-Powell, appreciate you for tuning in on the Periscope, is what I'm trying to say is that maybe we can – win in spite of the coaching I put out a post earlier today on my uh, Instagram and also I put it on the uh, capture of uh, Barry Switzer maybe in the past it didn't it was not that bad and then a lot of people reminded me and said okay law maybe just maybe Barry Switzer didn't run and operated that team that was all Jimmy Johnson guys right But the person that was on that team that was helped elevate everyone was Troy Aikman. He said, look, we got to win in spite of the coaches. We got to win in spite of what they're calling out there. And God dogged me, we got to bring up some old stuff that we used to train back in the days. For those who watch those documentaries, I got it somewhere floating around on YouTube. You can look up Troy Aikman's uh, football life, and you will see where he had to elevate everybody. Not saying that Troy Aikman was the vocal leader of the team, because everybody know that Michael Irvin was. Everybody know that. (laughs) We'll be a fool not to mention that. But the staple piece of that offense and the staple piece of everything was Emmitt Smith. One can argue the fact that Emmitt Smith, without the team, we won't have three Super Bowl rings. So if we look at this team, and I know it's far, far away from 93. Shout out to the donation. What we got over here? Smith good
1: QBs have a system that works with their talents. Right. And I don't think the current system around Doc benefits him. Doc has rare intangibles.
0: <clears throat> I like the way the AI say Doc. <laughs> They don't not say Dak, we say Doc. Y'all hear that? <laughs> Doc, Doc Prescott, I guess, huh? <laughs> Somebody put in Prescott and see if will the system be able to say Prescott. Uh, they're right. Everybody have a certain system that you can go to. Just like in the '90s, we had a certain philosophy a scheme or system. Whereas this, pro- the problem is with this particular offense is that you got a system that's in place, but the main coach is not calling our system. The main coach is letting someone else put in his, his 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 system. Although we can look at it and say, okay, this is the 90s system. But Jason Garrett is not calling the plays. <laughs> the best match for, for this Cowboys team, believe it or not, will be, hey, Noah Turner, there's no salary cap as it relates to coaching. Jerry Jones to get out there and reach out there and say, hey, Noah Turner, I know I know you over here in Carolina. Don't you like it over here in Texas? What can we offer you to make you stay over here opposed to going back over there to the Carolinas? What kind of contract they got for you? Uh, it's one of those things, man. Uh, I, I really think that Scott Linehan's, uh, uh offense, and, and like I said before, it's nothing trashy about his offense. It just do not match up. For those who out there, sometimes you guys been in a relationship, you've been dating a certain person, and you guys just don't match up you like, you're a marvelous person and she's a DC person and y'all just don't match well, right? <laughs> or you just like you just like wine and she don't, you know, or she like wine and you like, you know, you like something else. She like to stay up late at night. Some people say it's opposite the track, but you don't. And y'all having the same room and, and she can leave the lights on and you trying to go to bed. It's just not, sometimes relationships just not meant to happen. But wait a minute, law. In the last three years, this team won, what, collectively 13? They won 13 games, and then they fool around, and they won uh, nine games, and then they fool around and won 10. So what are you saying, Law? Well, there are successful couples out there, right? What's that guy that owns uh, Amazon? Didn't he split up with his lady? (laughs) Shouldn't, Shouldn't somebody say that, hey, wait a minute, can't they just fight this thing out? It's been 25 years that they've been together. No, they just didn't gel well together. What are you saying? They stuck together, but no, they didn't share well together. Sometimes in life, you got to do the hard inventory and say to yourself, hey, let's just get rid of this thing and start all the way over. You go do what you like and I go do what I love, you see. And that's what life is all about. That is what life is all about. Appreciate you all. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Martin, what's up, man? Why, why, why can we get Nick Saban or the Clemson coach. Nick Saban had his run in the NFL. Nick Saban sitting back and saying, Look, I'm in a cash cow system. I'm 55 and 4 in the last three or four years or something like that. I'm not going nowhere. I get the best recruits and I don't have to worry about telling grown men what to do. I can control these young guys, but when you get to the grown men session, grown men do what they want to do. You can't you don't have that much control when you get into the National Football League. Nick Saban is winning from there. I don't think the Clemson guy. It may be, uh, is his name Sweeney? It may be one of those things where Sweeney may say to himself, ah, I want to give a shot at it in the National Football League. I might want to take a shot at it as being a head coach. But Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones are joined at a hip. We can't change that. Now, I don't think that nobody can change the philosophy and the thought track of Jerry Jones' mind. Jerry Jones this morning on 105.3, the fan just compared Jason Garrett to Tom Landry. <laughs> it th- There goes to show you where the mindset of Jerry Jones opposed to Jason Garrett. And I'm not saying that Jason Garrett is trash as well. But what I'm saying is that there's nowhere in my thought track, in my mind, that I can mention Tom Landry and Jason Garrett in the same breath. There's nobody that can make me believe that. Tom Landry was an innovator. There are still things to this day that every NFL team do because of Tom Landry. When we see people moving in motion, that was not, that was not done before Tom Landry. Tom Landry created that. <laughs> Tom Landry created it. Now, of course, one can say, okay, well, all those years that Tom Landry coached this team, he only got two freaking Super Bowls and blah, 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 blah. But, hey, he also got winning records as far as 20, was it 20 consecutive winning seasonings in a row? Then on top of that, you got to understand that the Dallas Cowboys was a, a new team on the arise. <laughs> so there's no, there should be hushed, qu- quick Quick, quick 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 saying of when anybody try to go ahead donation another donation appreciate you man thank you so much for the donation jg have the donation. said
1: rams stacked the line with nine guys shows me that Linhan is not capable of in-game adjustments he is not worth keeping draft ISNT enough to suffer another year
0: yes indeed let me see Um <clears throat> this is the thing uh, Alan. uh uh, he said, JG, J- J- Jason Garrett, I can't give him a nickname. Garrett head, red, red head coach, right? Say, said, Ram stacked the box with nine guys, showing me that Lanahan is not capable of the game adjustments. Yeah. Let, me, let, me post, let me pose everybody a question that's in the chat box. Really appreciate each and every last one of you guys for being, being part of this thing and being part of the nation. Let me pose a question to everybody that's in this chat box. Let me just say this right here. Um CJ Anderson, Mr. Anderson, I presume, is at, at this point, at this stage of his career, is he is he a better runner than a Jamez Olawale with the ball in his hand? I'm just asking for a friend. Is he a better runner with the ball than a Jamez Olawale? <laughs> And let me just move it a little bit further. Is he a better runner than, let's say, a Rod Smith? I'll wait. And if you look at the offensive line for the the L.A. Rams, right, who on that offensive line that you can say you would take over our guys on our offensive line? I'm just asking for a friend. Scheming is something that you can draw up on a play, whereas you can put your guys in positioning to win in a battle. And I I get so tired of when people say, wait a minute, the coaching do not the coaching don't matter. It's the players that make the plays. It's all about coaching, putting people in the right pursuit. There's a reason why when you go into war, when you go into battle, the guy that sits on the shoulders or sits on the horse, he says charge. And the troops listen and they pursuit to where he's saying go. It's the reason why he's saying charge. It's the reason why he falls back and let his soldiers go out there on the front line. Because he already crafted up a design designated plan in order for him to succeed in this particular battle. That when he says charge, those pawns are going to get murked, laid to rest, right? But the collective strategy of that. It's for the opposition to think that they're charging when you have an airstrike to the right or you have your battle troops in the trenches to your left to corral them and get to get them into a certain spot. You know what? The, the remarkable thing. And I always use the, 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 the movie, the picture 300. They, they they showed that picture. It came out many of years ago. But the way the 300 guys it was 300 soldiers and they was fighting tens and thousands of guys, but their scheme their strategy were we're going to get them into the narrow corridor. We're going to submerge them. Whereas their numbers would not impact our demands. You see what I'm saying? It would not impact our strike. And I know for sure that if everybody hold up to their fort, we can win this battle. So the whole option or the whole way that they was winning was to force them into that narrow corridor. Now, if, if the little hunchback or Notre Dame uh, Spartan guy that wanted to be a Spartan, if he never snitched and, and, and told everybody the game plan, they probably wouldn't work, right? <laughs> but the problem is with that is you got to have a leader. You got to have somebody that can draw up and craft up a plan. There's no way in life that you can say to me that C.J. Anderson is better than a Rod Smith. C.J. Anderson is better runner than a Jameez Olawale. I'm not even throwing Ezekiel Elliott into this mix. There's no way in life that the Rams should have had 100 plus yards on us on both sides of the ball, whereas we can't get out of an eight and nine man front. There's no way. Coaching, coaching, end the rounds, <laughs> motioning. You know what? If you go back, the big tail of everything, if you go back and look at those four and one plays, the ones that we succeeded on, you'll see that we did something different opposed to the one that we did not succeed on. It's not, it's not rocket scientists. This is pretty much football, right? The game is the game. That's what Alec Crump said. Exactly. <laughs> Look, come hell and high water, it's been three years now, right? Come hell and high waters next year, when we faced against the opposition and we seeing that eight and nine man front, regardless of who the quarterback is, the Cowboys should have a well enough scheme to get out of that eight and nine month, nine month, nine, I said nine month, eight or nine man front. <laughs> they should have a way or a philosophy to get out of that, regardless. And it's not just saying close your eyes and throw the ball deep. There are ways to get out of that. There are ways to open up the offense, it's ways to get them out of that compressed box. You don't have to always throw it open. You can do end-around, reverse sweeps, and things like that. Put a guy in motion. See where the actual hot reads and zones will be at. There's somehow that you have to overlook and overwork and outplay the opposition. You got to do that. (laughs) Dallas Cowboys Junkin said, C.J. Anderson is our daddy. (laughs) Yes, he made a lot of guys their baby. It's all about scheme. And and I, and I don't know anybody that's out here that can say otherwise. Uh, I can go all the way back to the movie. <laughs> Boy, I'm going to bring back some old movies. I love movies. I know you guys love movies, man. <laughs> Mighty Duck, right? Y'all remember Mighty Duck? Oh, Lord, that's it. Law is bringing out movies. <laughs> Mighty Duck. You know, it's way back in the 90s, early, old, old, old school movie. And what happened with that movie is that they had a better coach. They had a better leader. Although the other team was bigger, stronger, faster, but they had came up with a scheme, schematics. They came up with ways to figure out how we can beat them, to use our strength against them to, for their weaknesses. There's nothing uh, uh, moving forward. There's nothing that the Patriots did different to the, ch- to the Chargers. <laughs> the Patriots dink and dunk their way down the field. They got a guy named James White that can run and rock, move the rock, but not when he get the ball. Unfortunately, you pass it to him on a one or two yard play, and James White skirts up the field, and he ate them alive. Guess who got more rushing? Guess who got more receiving yards, or what have you? Than the Todd Gurley? Than Ezekiel Elliott? Than it, the Saquon Barkley? James White? Yak! He got more yak than any other running back that's in the NFL right now. Oh, what did, what did Tom Brady do? They persistently pursued to their particular scheme. They beat the living daylights out of the Chargers. Because of the scheme. <laughs> Was well, there any talent that Tom Brady exhibit. You can say that now, of course. He's been in the league for a long time. But I guarantee you, the craftiness, the, the, the well-drawn-out plan, the thing that worked came from the coaching staff. Came from the coaching staff. Yes, indeed, man. <laughs> no, Lord, the little giants left out loud. Yes, that was a good movie, too. <laughs> Boy, and, and the reason why I love movies, I, I love the underdog movies. Uh, we, we can go uh, to the uh, more relatable movie, The Aquaman, uh, the guy that plays that, that, that played in that movie, the actual Aquaman uh, character there. Cast out. Everybody said, OK, he's nothing. He's a half breed. He don't have the willpower to be able to be uh, in charge of this kingdom that that was under the water, but persistency, strong will and determination. Although he didn't belong to the fold, he didn't even want he didn't even want the crowd, but there was something inside of him that said, okay, if this is for the people that that if I can do this for the people that's above the earth and also under the water, I don't want to do no spoiler alert for anybody. But that was a great movie, for far as great leadership and as far as great command, strategizing, strategy. Look, <clears throat> he had to go down there to get this, um, the, this staff from under the water. And what happened here, and we're talking draft, we're going gonna to tie this into football for, for those who, uh, who don't like me to give these long, drawn-out stories. But th- the thing is, what, what he had to do is he wasn't worthy. The the, the the mother queen or whoever it was, this big thing with all tentacles everywhere, said, hold on, how dare you have the audacity, the gall, the temerity, the, 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 the notion to come down here. Oh, we got another uh, super chat. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh,
1: People Allen. want Lil Humphreys and I get it. He is good. But we forget we have Wilson coming back next year. We don't know what he can get. He could be a bigger, better version of Beasley. Coop, Gallop Wilson lit.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Cedric Wilson. Yeah, I'm going to talk on that. I'm going to really talk on that, Allen. Yes, indeed. Cedric Wilson is a guy that can play inside. His problem was he couldn't get off the line. He couldn't get off the LOS if he was jam or pressured into the inside. But, but I'm going to talk about that on that topic. But I got to squeeze this one out right quick because I love this movie Aquaman. If you guys have yet to see Aquaman and the ladies, go watch Aquaman. Because it was one of those pictures where he had to go down. He was mixed breed. He was a half breed, whatever you may want to call him. And that – that monster said, How dare you have the audacity to come down here to demand something that you do not belong in? And he said, Dogged, I'm not doing it for you, and I'm not doing it for the fame. I'm doing it for the nation, basically. And that was sold it to that monster ugly looking thing (laughs) and it allowed him because he got his ass whooped trying to get that 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 little tile on a little little, uh, scepter or what have you but the problem was is that everybody wanted the glory nobody wanted it for the shine and you saw a whole bunch of bones you saw a whole bunch of bodies that's everywhere but they didn't want to come up with a scheme they didn't want to come up with a, a a a a resolution to the plan But this guy, Aquaman, got down there and he was able to grab that scepter because he came down there with a purpose. He already knew what he had to do in order to win this particular battle. Cowboys, we got to figure out a way to come into these games with purposes. We can't just go out there daisy, and say, okay, we're going to line up my best troop against yours, and we're going to outwill you, we're going to outperform you. No. You got to come up with some schemes. You got to come up with some well-thought-out plans. Methodically move the ball down the field. You cannot just do this thing on one one or two drives. You got to have a design plan. The LA Rams won because they had more effort and they out-schemed us, they out-coached us, and they outperformed on that particular day. There's nobody that can tell me that Ezekiel Kelly is not comparable to a Todd Gurley. There's nobody that can tell me that a CJ Anderson is better than a Rod Smith or better than a Jameis Olawale at this point. Scheme figuring out who wanted more than the next person. Now let me jump over to the C- the Cedric Wilson guy, junior. I think that, He may be a hidden gem. I liked his tape. His tape was very comparable to a Michael Gallup. But only thing was Michael Gallup won better on the one-on-ones. He caught ball in traffic better. But Cedric was able to get separation at the top of his route opposed to the short-area quicknesses. So what I'm saying is right now is that when we see Cedric Wilson during the offseason, during the, I guess, training camp and things and beyond, my thing is if – If he improve on his upper body strength, man, oh man, oh man, the guy has some great talent. Then you can look at it from this aspect. If, if Cedric Wilson is able to improve off getting separation on the line, you can actually line him up on the outside, merge uh, my guy, number 19. He might go back to 89. Anybody confirm that or deny that uh, as far, far as Mark Cooper win 89 next year or he's going to wear number 19? Let me know. But he can line up anywhere on that line. And then on top of that, if you move Michael Gallup inside, and he got short area quickness like no other, we might have a nice setup. I like Lil' Humphreys, Lil' Jordan Humphreys or what have you. I saw his film earlier t- last night and earlier this morning. I like his his attack to the ball. He looks he looks like a taller, big receiver. He looks like he can pluck the ball out of the sky, so I don't know why they put Lil' in front of his name. The boy high point the ball. I don't see a lot of separation as it relates to speed, but this is before the combine. I will do a, a reaction video later on tonight about that. But... From what I've seen, he do approach the ball, he greet the ball with his hands, and uh, he does get separation at the top of his route as well. But to me personally, we might already have those particular wide receivers in our repertoire. And uh, we probably just look over that and get somebody that we know for sure that can help increase this team, like, for example, defensive tackle, who we really – escape from we really don't go after that guy with that big belly just hanging over his knees that can fill up and demand two guys on him it will be nice to have a Fletcher Cox in the inside it would be nice to have an Aaron Donald but those guys don't exist in the second round late in the second round we will have to move up to maybe get somebody that can present that type of physical power that type of physical presence into the inside <laughs> trust me and When you make the inside or the interior of that pocket uncomfortable for the quarterbacks, and they have to roll out and they say, damn, D-Law is there. Oh, let me go to this other side. Oh, God dog it. <laughs> this guy right here, Randy Gregory, is there. Oh, man, we got a guy blitzing up the middle. When you can collapse the pocket, those things can happen. But more importantly than anything like that, we got to figure out how to be disruptive against the run because now there's two tapes out there that we wish we can throw away and burn them like the uh <laughs> like uh, uh what's this guy Roger Goodell did for the uh, those those spy tapes that <laughs> that Bill Belichick had. We wish somebody can burn those Colts tapes and the and the Rams tape because if I'm a team. I'm going to look at C.J. Anderson type uh, prototypes and I'm going to be like, look, we don't need we don't even need a Todd Gurley to run up on the Cowboys. They soft inside. Oh, they 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 good. They good against the pass, but they can't stop nobody. Mama, uncle, cousin against the run. We just have to scan and scheme and motion people out the way because nobody can even remember the guys that's on the offensive line for the Rams. I'll sit and wait. Come on. Give me some names. Whitworth is the only guy that I can remember. <laughs> That offensive line for the L.A. Rams against the run killed us, made us babies out there. We need some pacifiers right now for our defensive front four. We need some baby pacifiers out there for them. They made them our baby. (laughs) <laughs> Blue by Antoine Barbecue Woods. I saw my guy number 96 all on the ground. I saw Taco looking like soft tacos out there beyond the play that he was held on. They trap, block, and schemed. schemed D-Law. Folded up like a wallet out there on his side too. They schemed it up, man. And there's nobody that can mention a few of those guys that's on that offensive line. Hater, what's going on, man? Revis, what's going on? Martin, thank you for tuning in. Rachel, thank you for being part of the mix. Victor, guys. We got some work to do, homework to do. But what I wanted to go back to this topic of the day is that, hey, if we can go out and draft some guys, some explosive guys on offense, will that make us forget about firing or getting rid of Scott Will that save his uh, particular job? Maybe if they get a scat back, somebody that can give Ezekiel Elliott some spells because they don't know how to be creative of putting Ezekiel Elliott and another running back out there in the same time. So maybe we can talk about drafting a running back that can come out there for a like three or four plays a game (laughs) to give Ezekiel a little rest, a little breather here and there. We're gonna to have to look at some things. We got a lot of homework to do. Remember, it's a long way from the draft from now. So every day I'm gonna to try to do some reviews. We're gonna try to, we're going to try to look up some players. With all that being said, I got to get back to doing some business work over here. That's been my time. I really appreciate each and every last one of you all for tuning in. Thank those who made the super chats. That's that, that's very that's very uh, uh, uh appreciative of you guys for making that to help grow the nation. I really appreciate each and every last thing. Uh, don't forget to leave a comment, hit that like. Button if you like, and then also share this thing, share it out to people, friend, neighbor, or foe. If you're live uh, on the Periscope, let people know where to go. And then on top of that, guys, all we got to do is one day at a time, one game at a time, right? <laughs> well, it's no more one game at a time, one day at a time, off season day at a time, one draft pick at a time. From here, yes, uh, Stellos 300 says Rams lineman we're seeing Dallas D trap their their hands on the on the zone defense, uh, tip their hands. Okay, Rams linemen were saying that Dallas D tipped their hands on the zone defenses. I'm gonna look into that. There was an article that was out there, uh, and I'm gonna take a real good look at that. Um, but. It is what it is at this time. Appreciate everybody for being a part of the nation. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the bass. Salute. I'm out. We out of here, baby. Y'all keep it up, man. I really appreciate you all.